0: what's happening all my flyers fans it's been a minute guys and welcome back into this beautiful president's day monday we had a little bit of afternoon hockey going on a little bit of a rescheduling on pride night it's obviously was a day game but uh we had pride night here tonight as well and unfortunately today for the philadelphia flyers we had the black jerseys out it was a solid crowd for the circumstances of it being a monday afternoon obviously um but the flyers battled I, I, this is going to be an interesting type of recap because we lost the, the, that that's point blank period we lost we did get a point but we lost but there's obvious there was a lot of good things that i did like and the circumstances at hand with this team it is very difficult but this isn't a game where we really should be killing the fires and i know it's weird especially coming from me but i took more good away than bad if that makes sense whatsoever but Today, the Flyers fell to the Carolina Hurricanes, a pretty solid Carolina Hurricanes team. And obviously, we all know Brindy very well here in Philly. 4-3 to in overtime. Uh, It was a game, really, literally 18 seconds left in the overtime period that Carolina Hurricanes got the dub. And it was a tough one. It it was definitely a tough one, especially with the efforts that the Flyers gave away today. But we're going to discuss everything that went down here today at the Wells Fargo Center on this President's Day Monday. We'll talk about this game. We'll talk about some, uh, of course, we'll dive more back into some trade deadline talks and uh, some of the efforts here tonight. And, of course, we will get to some of your comments, questions, and concerns. So, guys, if you are Flyers fans or hockey fans in general, make sure you guys throw in those comments, whether on YouTube, Twitter, or TikTok. Definitely throw in those comments there. But what's happened, everybody? Thank you so much for taking the time and watching on this Flyers game recap of Philly before we dive into today. If you guys are enjoying the content, if you are Flyers fans, do hit that like button so we can push this out there. And, of course, if you are a Philly sports fan, consider join the family by subscribing to both channels. We're on DSM Media and El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel. So join the family and subscribe. And all these game recaps, all these videos get rebroadcasted in podcast form. You can find it under OIN Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify. And, of course, we got TikTok in the building. What's happening, TikTok? hope you're having a great day as well. Make sure you guys keep tapping that screen away. Let's get some more people in here. Let's get some more hockey fans in the building. And, of course, make sure if you haven't already, make sure you guys follow uh, the this account we do a lot of Philly sports content on here as well. We did a gr- we had a bunch of great TikToks out in the beautiful city of Philadelphia today. So make sure you guys follow as well for some more Flyers and Philly sports content. But let's get to it, guys. Start off with the uh, the starting lineups here for the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, uh, your first line: Claude Giroux centering Oscar Lindblom, um, and uh, he had uh, Cam Atkinson on his right. We had uh, Scott Lawton in the second line centering James Van Reemsteke and Travis connectney on his other side. Your third line, Morgan Frost centering Maxwell Willman with Gerald the Hot Hand Mayhem. I already saw that. Mayhew. And, of course, your third, fourth of the line, and what probably was arguably your best Flyers line tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and i want to keep saying tonight, though it was today. We had ourselves Patrick Brown returning back to action since January 8th. Isaac or Brad, Patrick had his first game since January 8th. it was so good seeing him out there but he was censoring Isaac Ratcliffe and of course Zach McCowan that would round out that that uh, fourth and final line for the Philadelphia Flyers and then of course your defense uh, your defensive pairings uh kind of back to status quo Yvonne Provorov with Justin uh, Braun. You had Travis Sandheim back with Risto. Risto back after missing the past couple games. It was good seeing the the big boy back there with, with Sandheim. And then, and then, of course, you had Keith Yandel. Nick Sealer gets put back there, which means Pat Connington out of the lineup there for the Philadelphia Flyers. Right before tip-off, or tip-off, face-off, um, Carter Hart was announced out for today's game. He had an eye infection. We'll see the status of that. Hopefully, he doesn't miss too many games. But that then meant that we would see Car- uh, Martin Jones get the starting net with Kiro Ustem- Ustemko uh, get the get got the call up from Lehigh Valley with the Phantoms, and he gets the he gets the backup role here today. We did not need Ustemko as Martin Jones would play uh, all three and a half qu- uh, periods, I guess you could say. Uh, but definitely, that's something that we need to keep an eye out. Hopefully, Carter Hart. Uh, we'll be back sooner rather than later. But going into this game, obviously the Flyers had a couple days off. Last time we saw them was on Thursday night against the Washington Capitals. And it was last week. We It was it was a tough week. You had played against two quality opponents, two teams that you were going to see in the playoffs. Obviously, the Flyers aren't going to see them more than likely. But two teams that are vying for playoff spots, especially in the Metropolitan. And you had leads in into those periods, uh, into the third periods, and you blew them in the matter of, of of seconds you kind of or minutes you kind of blew those leads away both those penguins and capitals games you could probably put the link those two together because they both kind of felt the same way and the question would be after three days off on a weird puck drop time where it's a three o'clock game it's a monday it felt a little weird but what kind of energy would we get and you know let's be honest with the way the season has been going we didn't really know what to expect as far as the attendance would go it wasn't the best but Again, the energy. What would it really feel like on this Monday afternoon? But I will say uh, from the jump, the Flyers kind of match the physicality. When you're playing the Hurricanes, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. This is a physical-ass team. They will make you work for three periods of hockey, and that's kind of what they did. But however, the Flyers kind of seem to have – I wouldn't say they have their number, but they play them very well. And it is very weird because this isn't a type of – team. this is a Flyers team in 2022. 2021-2022 2021, 2021, 2022 doesn't really it doesn't bode well with the style of play of the Carolina Hurricanes. They they play they play hard for from the start to finish. Something the Flyers haven't been able to do. Um, physically, the Flyers have kind of bounced back, especially with some new guys put into the lineup. But overall, they're not the most overly physical team. See, we know the woes on, on the PK and and such. But the, from the jump, the Flyers did seem to. Pa- match the energy of the Carolina Hurricanes the first period we had no goals within that period this the action really started in the second period and literally both both sides did not waste time of of, of getting the goal started in that second period Nino Ryer, who's (laughs) been an absolute pest gets the goal starting in 24 seconds into this period Uh, we had 30 seconds later Jerry Mayhew again he gets himself his sixth goal with the Philadelphia Flyers. Absolutely great what we are seeing, um, and he gets the uh, the tie the uh, the game tie right there. So we had one to one, and we played one to one for most of this period. Uh, we had eight minutes left into the period. TiVo, um Trevainen was able to get the game leading goal for the Carolina Hurricanes heading into the third period. Uh, that was the score, the the school score line at hand: two to one Carolina Hurricanes. Third period. To me, honestly, this was the Flyers period. The speed, the physicality. Heck, we had Zach and absolutely putting a heart in on Ian Cole. They got into it uh, in a fight in the third period. And number one, Zach gets his helmet off. And then Ian, I guess, trying to protect his head, just ducking his head down. And Zach's like, fuck this. You're going to fight today, bitch. And He just hits him with a jackhammer. It was so funny to watch. But again, adding some energy to this team, really paving dividends. Patrick Brown five minutes into it, getting a goal that Isaac Ratcliffe, who someone else has really been stepping up big time for the Philadelphia Flyers in the past couple games. Honestly, between Ratcliffe and maybe May- May- we're see, we we're probably going to see a lot of those too. but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Ratcliffe creates a goal for Patrick Brown that's able to bury it, 2-2 score. And then, of course, two minutes later, it wouldn't be the Flyers if they weren't able to blow a lead. Vincent uh, Trochik gets a loose puck and is able to bury it into the in, in behind Martin Jones. Not much Martin Jones could do on that one, and the Hurricanes have the lead yet again. And then five minutes left into the period, Oscar Lindblom um, off of a TK shot. It, it was it, it was very 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 messy in front of uh, in front of net uh, there for the Carolina Hurricanes. And Oscar Lind, uh, Frederick Anderson, uh, not much he could do on this goal. Oscar Lindblom kind of it, it kind of bounced off of him essentially, and then. Uh, Frederick tries to stop the puck from crossing the line. He loses his stick, but he really couldn't keep it away from the line. And the Philadelphia Flyers tie the game up with five minutes left. Um, and if we could not get that last goal. So we head into overtime. And this is where the heartbreak starts for the Flyers because I'll, I'm telling you, the Flyers in overtime looked like the better team. And this literally would take all five minutes for the Hurricanes to get to win, But. The Flyers had opportunity after opportunity. There was a one that where worked. Sanheim, to go on a two-on-one. Sanheim with with the with a great job of the patience finds Cam Atkinson. Cam tries to Deacon and hit them with the backhand. And Frederick Anderson with a solid solid save there. And that to me was the best opportunity for the Flyers in OT. And then unfortunately, the uh, the Hurricanes would go on a fast break. Trochik would would find a uh, Brett Pesci with a great saucer pass. It, it, it was a great job because if Pesci doesn't control this puck, he wouldn't have that opportunity to get the to get that shot on goal. He controls it. He he just skates right by Travis Konechny. Konechny, he just kind of you know fell. I'll I'll say he kind of fell asleep, and Pesci was able to skate by him. And Pesci controls it. And Martin Jones just kind of gets right on his knees, and and Pesci hits him right on the uh, right on the glove side. Uh, Martin Jones kept his glove down and he hits, uh just rips it on the right side of the net, and that would really do it for the Carolina Hurricanes. And like that, they would win in overtime, taking away the two points here in Philadelphia um, and walk away with a 4-3 win in OT. Now look, this sucks. Losing in general sucks, and this now makes five consecutive losses for the Philadelphia Flyers, and that definitely sucks as well. But this isn't one of those games where I'm going to kill this team. I've done my fair share of killing. And at this point, like, what is the point of coming in front of these cameras and just killing the Philadelphia Flyers? Right. The fact of the matter is with this team. They are missing a lot of players. The injuries are substantial and they are out of hand at this point. I mean, look, no disrespect. And honestly, they respect because they play very, very well today. But your third and fourth line. Line Morgan Frost with Axel Woolman and Gerald Mayu. Your fourth line: Patrick Brown with Isaac Ratcliffe and Zach McCall. Now I will say Patrick Brown and Isaac Ratcliffe and Zach McCall are playing well enough that they could be your fourth line at full strength. But you guys are getting my gist. You're without Kevin Hayes. You're without Sean Couturier. You're without Ryan Ellis. You were lucky to get Russell's line and Patrick Brown here today. But the constant players in and out of the line of You don't know who it is you're playing with on power play units. You don't know who it is you're going to play with. The chemistry um, is lacking, and the talent is lacking as well. But what I will say, and I saw this on Twitter, and I think we should give – I'm pretty sure I saw this from Flyers Fan Mania, so shouts out to Chris. Doing a great job. Probably got his his Flyers preview done out of the way already. Um, But this team has really looked well under Mike Yeo. And it is unfortunate because if you look at what Vigneault had before he got fired – he had a lot more talent to work with and he could not figure it out. And it was turning into what 2020 was. If you guys remember, they were just getting obliterated by everyone. There was a couple nine spots in that eight spots within that season. This team is definitely fought a lot more harder than what you saw last year. But again, you're playing in the metropolitan division. You're facing off against a lot of Metro teams. You don't have a lot of talent the same way that other teams do, but yet you are getting effort and, Look, the way these guys are playing, I feel like eventually they are going to start figuring it out, especially when they play like this. I mean, dude, they matched the physicality of the Carolina Hurricanes for most of this game. Most of this game, that was truly and honestly impressive to see. And again, I, i bring it back to the top of it. For whatever reason, the Flyers play up to the Carolina Hurricanes. We know how Carolina plays. It's a physical, fast, disciplined team. And we beat them earlier in the season when we had a lot more bodies. Granted, Yes. But the fact that we are able to play them so well, like it just it is very interesting to say the least. But I digress. But so my next question for you guys is, look, we've had a couple players here who are overperforming and overachieving and honestly are deserving to see a lot more what we got. But I'm looking at guys like Isaac Ratcliffe. Patrick Brown was able to come back, which was fantastic to see another body get in there. And he actually looked pretty good before his injuries. Zach McGowan has had flashes. He created a spark with this fight here today against Ian Cole. Gerald Mayhew's got six goals. He's been a spark offensively for this team, and he's a he's a what, like a five year veteran guy. He's been bouncing around, a journeyman who who has taken advantage, full advantage of this opportunity here. And it's great to see. But like, what is the future of some of these guys? Like Maxwell Woolman, great story. It, it, we talked about it throughout the season. Great story that he's had. He's not the most technically sound player, I would say. But guys like Isaac Ratcliffe, to me, number one with Ratcliffe, he deserves to be on this roster until the end of the season. He is the big body guy who you can stick right in front of net. He's going to be big on power plays as well. And he's starting to figure it out. He's taking full advantage of this opportunity he's got right now with the Philadelphia Flyers. And it's just great to see him. He's a youngster. And... I don't know what the future holds of JVR and what they'll probably be part of the conversation in just a little bit, but Radcliffe could take the role of J- James Van like. He could be that big body guy that we put in front of net, great on power plays, all those deflections. He's brought a certain physicality to this lineup as well. And I do honestly, I truly believe that there is a future of Isaac Radcliffe with this team going forward. Um, when it comes to Patrick Brown and Zach McAllen, those are like journeyman guys I, I don't see much of a future with them. Uh, Gerald Mayhew, it is very interesting because he obviously has been playing really well, but I would probably lump that those guys in as well. Now, if he continues playing at this level, then yes, there is definitely going to be a spot here. But this also brings it to the next point. You've had some great contributions from some guys who don't usually get put into the lineup and probably didn't expect to be put into the lineup before the season, but have taken full advantage of those opportunities. And today is one of those wins where if you didn't get the contributions of Mayhew, Ratcliffe, brown um you probably wouldn't have been into this game so the top two lines they need to step up now you had a nice goal you had a lucky goal by oscar Lindbaum. and look i've talked about this before i have not felt like oscar has been oscar like the oscar we saw before his cancer and look cancer is a serious business right we're not going to criticize him because oscar decided to go get cancer like no it doesn't work like that It, it is a possibility that He's just not the same player that he once was before cancer. When I saw Oscar before cancer, like I saw a much more technical player. And now he's just trying to get gritty, dirty type of goals. And honestly, it doesn't feel like Oscar's type of style. If I'm being quite honest with you guys. Cam Atkinson is really one that to me is just, is just like, I don't know how to feel about Cam Atkinson. If we were to do the trade again with Voracek and Cam, I would do it again. It's just me. I would do it again. And I know Flyers fans, they're like iffy on that, on that, on that discussion. But you needed someone who is going to be shoot first, who who could be a sniper. Now, Cam is no sniper, right? But the problem is there are times where Cam Atkinson is, is not getting goals and he's looking really, really good. He's that, that, I guess, sniper that you're looking for. But when he's cold, he's really cold. When he's hot, he's hot. When he's cold, he's cold. And that doesn't help whatsoever. He's on a cold streak right now. And the thing is, when, I'm, when I say when he's cold, he's cold. It's because he, like, literally disappears when he's not on right now. When he's not on. And right now, he's not. And it's very, very disappointing. And you're going to keep him in. He's not going anywhere. Like, he's not going anywhere. But... That's just one thing that I've noticed with Cam Atkinson, and, and it is a problem with him. The inconsistency is a problem. I'm not going to kill Scott Lawton because slots has honestly been, he's been really, especially last week, I he was the best player of the week last week, uh, and it was just a little little bit quiet here today. But, um, yeah, as far, as far as the defense, defensive guys go, uh, really, uh, Sanheim and Risto, I thought they played really great. I thought Risto, uh, his physicality was much missed. Um and yeah he was he was he was uh, all over the forecheck especially in our zone um all all day long and Sandheim he's been really good especially offensively creating opportunities obviously got into it on that final goal of the regular of, of regular time with uh, Oscar Lindbaum. so it's it's definitely been great to see uh, we're getting closer to the trade deadline guys we're actually exactly 1 month away till the NHL trade deadline and it is going to be a little bit of a different feel than what we had with the Sixers Obviously, with the Sixers, there was a lot of um, animosity and anticipation because we were heavily linked with a superstar player, James Harden. There's no superstar player linked with the Philadelphia Flyers, ladies and gentlemen. So it's going to be a much different feel, and it's going to be the complete opposite where I do think that we are going to sell a lot of players. Now, today, if you guys weren't aware, there were quite a few NHL teams in, in stand today scouting out Claude Drew. Looking, uh, checking him out, from my understanding, we had Colorado in the building, Florida, I think Chicago. Is there a couple of the, couple of the uh, good teams in the NHL, the elite teams are probably going to be competing for Stanley Cup? We're in the building. I think Toronto is there as well. So I, I I do think that if we're speaking now one month away from the trade deadline, I would say that there is an 85% chance that Claude Giroux is gone um, at the trade deadline time. And I think it's going to really come down to what he really wants. And I think Claude is going to be very smart with it. So that's why I don't think he goes to Toronto. I know a lot of people say that he is a Canadian boy. And obviously, I don't think he's not from Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But obviously, the Maple Leafs are a very big franchise, especially in Canada. If I'm him, I would go to Colorado. I think that that's a really good situation. And now you add him to it, I think it's even better. Uh, But it's really obviously not up to him. It's really up to who gives us the best deal and where uh, Claude wants to go. Um, but it is it is going to be interesting. and It is kind of sad as well. I mean, you, you guys know I've been a close defender nonstop since uh, since I started covering the Flyers. I see what he brings, and it's just unfortunate that the Flyers just haven't been able to put a team around him. It, it really is unfortunate, but I, I still think that he's got a lot of value. I've been, I've been wondering, and, I'm, and I've been asking around about James Van Riemsdyk, whether there is any type of value to trade deadline. The contract does not help. I don't see him leaving at the trade deadline. I would love to get rid of him at the trade deadline so we can start focusing on uh, on the future here with the Philadelphia Flyers. But I just don't see him uh, gone. Risto's another one. Obviously, we're we're all. Um, it actually, I would lump in Risto and Justin Braun together. It's interesting. I would I, honestly, I would say that Justin Braun is more likely to be gone over Rasmus Ristolainen. Simply because Risto's a little bit younger. I, I obviously, Chuck Fletcher gave up a lot for Rasmus Ristolainen, and for him to kind of just say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pack his bags," a little less than a year after we traded for him. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Chuck, especially when you hear what Chuck is saying, it doesn't feel like Risto would be willing to part ways. Now, look, if there's a ta- an offer on the table that is unresistible, then you gotta do it, Chuck. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you failed at that as well. And, I, and again, I'm trying to get. Um, a Minnesota uh, reporter to come on and kind of talk about Chuck Fletcher and kind of the way he thinks, because I would like to know what possibly he could be thinking at going, coming up at the trade deadline time. But, yeah, this this team, it, you just got to stay packed with what they got. And Mike yo, it's going to get tougher at the trade deadline, closer to the trade deadline time. And for this team, it, it just continue this effort you've been playing at. The effort has gotten much better over these past couple of weeks, despite who, whoever's in the lineup. I mean, you got Derek Broussard going in and out of the lineup, Risto going in and out of the lineup. Um, you got a couple other guys that are like that too. So you just got to keep battling it out, and we just got to wait and see what what's going to happen. But for right now, with this team, man, it, it's it's just taking it game by game. It really is just taking it game by game, and and we'll see what happens, man. But it's a rough one, guys. It is a rough one. So we'll we'll, we'll answer some of your comments concerns, guys. We'll start off with stock here today. Again, guys, if you guys if you guys watch the flash game here this afternoon, if you guys got any comments, questions, concerns? Definitely throw those comments in there. Any any hockey people will welcome. All. We even welcome Penguins fans in this in this uh and these live recaps. So definitely let's talk some hockey, guys. We got Juan in the building. What's up, Juan? What's going on? Juan's going to the Sixers game. That's awesome. Good stuff, brother. You enjoy that game, man. Ah, uh, Igu- Iguat gamer. Eleven oh five. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to the Union Home opener. I'm not sure yet. Um, I definitely want to give you guys that game recap as well. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm I'm conflicted here. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got Lucas cracking in the building. What's up, Luke? What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, that this Flyers fan checking on in. Why did we try to get a point? I don't want points. This is an interesting uh, observation there. Look, I, I, they're not going to avidly tank. Um, and when you look at right now, overall, um, Montreal's obviously the worst team in the Eastern conference and they're trying to get that number one overall pick by any means necessary. They have 27 points. Um, the New Jersey devils are the second worst team in the East with 39 points. And you guys will talk about bad situations. I think we talked about that last week, the devils, that is a bad situation. Um, and then of course you have us. We're tied with the Buffalo Sabres at 40 points. So right now you're looking at the uh, the third best odds here uh, in the East as at least. Let me see what's going on in the West here. But I think we would have the tiebreaker over the Buffalo Sabers, and then you have here in the East you got the Kraken with 36 points. Shouts to Luke, Luke is Kraken. They they are have what's that now the the uh, they have, actually have the second best odds, and the Phoenix Coyotes um, have the second best odds now. So it's Phoenix, it's Seattle. It's New Jersey. It's us. It's the uh, Buffalo Sabres, and then you have the Chicago Blackhawks at 44 and the San Jose Sharks at 49 points as well. So that's kind of the way it's looking out right now. But look, I mean, uh, this Flyers fan, if you watch kind of with the press conferences and you kind of read between the lines, the Flyers are not looking to tank. The Flyers are not looking to rebuild. They want to continue adding on to this young core. They believe they are just a couple pieces away. So if you guys are hoping that they would avidly tank, it's just not going to happen. I, I I do think this team needs a rebuild. Um, but I also need to be realistic as well. The ownership group, the front office in place right now, just don't believe in that. We can disagree on it all you want as fans as front office, but we have to work with what we got, unfortunately. And I I know it sucks, guys. It really does. Uh, what's up, Devin? What's going on? We got hey, listen, we got someone over here excited about the Flyers. We like to see that. Let's go, Flyers! Okay, okay. Uh, November, I'm going to Philadelphia. We, okay, we have a non-Philadelphia Flyers fan. We we love that. We respect that. Awesome stuff. Thomas, what's happening, brother? What's going on, man? We did not win, unfortunately. We did not win, Thomas. Uh, the Flyers fell tonight, tonight, today. Uh, four three in overtime. It was a tough one. They they fought. They fought. Um, kind of, you know, we saw them fight against the Pittsburgh Penguins last Tuesday. These guys fell tonight, and unfortunately, they just they did not have enough in overtime. They fell 18 seconds. 18 seconds. They scored a goal. It was Pesci. Was it Frank Pesci's his name? Uh, Brett Pesci. He gets the goal that gets him the win in overtime. Man, uh, baseball over. They did not win. We lost again. They lost an over another tough loss here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh crack is Krakenver Canucks tonight. We got a little battle of Cascadian hockey. I like to see that. See that uh, we need a Portland Now we need a Portland NHL squad. And what would they call? Them? Uh the Roses, the Portland Roses. Kidding, but that would be dope to see. Absolutely dope to see. Cascadia's Cascadia, uh, Cascadia Soccer is pretty dope. I would love to see Cascadia hockey. That would be pretty sick. We got trending in the AM. Guys, make sure if you guys are up that early, check out DSM Media. We got trending in the AM talking about everything, Philly sports and sports in general. They got a great show going on hosted by Phil and a bunch of other DSM. Uh, we have a bunch of other DSM creators as well, content creators. They He flips around with it, but he does a great job overall in the mornings. But it's a definitely good one to check out. So uh, next up for the Flyers, guys, it's not easy. We're back at it literally tomorrow. Um, we'll be back at home. That's the good part about it. But we welcome in the St. Louis Blues, so I'm sure uh, – What's it, uh, Charlie Saloon in South Philly. He's probably going to be excited that the St. Louis Blues are back into Philadelphia. How do you guys feel about that? I don't, I, it's, that's very weird. They support the, the Chiefs and the Blues in the heart of South Philly. It's very, very interesting. Well, hey, listen, we can have this, Scott, we can have a whole podcast episode about my thoughts on, on fans and liking teams from other cities, but. I'm sure they're going to be excited watching that game, but it's not, it is not going to be an easy one. They are currently right now third in the central. They are in a playoff spot. The, this uh, the, the central is not a good division this year. Uh, besides the Avs, they're running away with it. Um, the wild are in second with 65 points, but yeah, it is not a good, uh, not a good division whatsoever. They are coming off of a win. A solid win over the maple leaves. They did lose to the Canadiens last Thursday in overtime. So it's very interesting. So, uh, we'll see them tomorrow, and uh, we'll, uh, hopefully, the Flyers, you know, continue this this run that they've been going on. Obviously, not a lot of wins, but the fact of the matter is they have been they have been giving a lot of energy. They have been battling in throughout a lot of these games, but unfortunately, they just haven't been able to put it all together. But well, like I just said, I mean, we talked about the third and fourth forward lines here today. And they have been able to stay within a lot of these good teams. And the Hurricanes are another good team that they battle with. And that's definitely a great one uh, to take away, man. So hopefully they can get against the Blues and hopefully they can get a point. And we'll see another former uh, Philadelphia Flyer, Craig Berube. We saw Rodman tomorrow today. We'll see Craig Berube tomorrow. A cup winning, Greg Berube. Guy who got away. He was a coach of the Flyers as well. I, that that one definitely rubs me the wrong way. Um, not as much as getting fired, Peter. Actually, we saw Peter Laviolette. We saw Rod Brindamara, and now we're seeing. Um, now we're going to see uh, Craig Berube. I guess you could say we saw Ron Hexall last Tuesday. So, hey, it's great to see former Flyers doing well around the league. And, of course, we're just <laughs> down the drain. That's all right. I'm going to be here after every Flyers game, talking Flyers with y'all, so y'all know where to find me, guys. Uh, Drew, thank you for recognizing. I appreciate you guys for tapping. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, Drew, so much, guys, for tapping that screen. It really means a lot to me. Um, George, Hey, we got George Ryder. Shout out to DSM media. Got a lot of positive take out of today's game. Even with the L George, it's kind of how we, we talked about today. We felt I, we honestly felt the same way. There was a lot of positive say they were very physical. They fought throughout all three periods. This was like the most complete game I saw for the flyers. It sucks. That they weren't able to get the win. I thought they were the better team in overtime as well. Fact of the matter is TK allows, uh, Brett Pesh to just fly by him and he did a great job of controlling that puck and get it past Martin Jones. Um, but it is what it is, man. Keith, yes, Flyers to take the L, man. It's all right, Keith. It is all right. We took. well, we take the L with, uh, with dignity? We take the L with a lot of dignity. But Keith, you need to stop bandwagon. That's 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 uh, that's that's a violation, brother. That's a big violation. All right, guys. It's gonna do it for today's Flyers game recap. Again, the Flyers fall in overtime, four to three against the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll be back in action tomorrow, so I'll be back here, guys, talking about it. Flyers will face off against the St. Louis Blues tomorrow at seven o'clock. So I will see you guys after that game. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe to the channels. Make sure you guys will subscribe to OiN Philly sports for all your podcast needs. We rebroadcast all these videos into podcast form. You can find it under OiN Philly sports. And of course, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Ed Parcelo Philly. And I'm telling you guys, let's go Flyers. Talk to you guys soon.